So we need to boot the Randy out of the podcast room. may be oh, explicit. Yeah. <laughs> One Joe Young presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. And you can find us on Facebook, uh, Apple Podcasts, all over the place. We are wherever you find your regular podcasts. We're going to jump back into our Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition campaign. Jason will kick us off. Go for it, Jason. Yeah, I'll kick us off. Kick us off back into the world of Aradin, the megacity campaign that we are currently going through. And I want to get us back into the action, so let's get started with introductions. Chris, you can start us off as usual. Hey, this is Chris. I'm playing Ophidian, the Wanty Rogue, who's uh, a person of many faces, but you've only seen two so far, so I guess uh, not so many right now. A couple faces. <laughs> a couple faces. <laughs> two-faced. Glad to have you at the intro, Chris. <laughs> Speaking of two-faced, I'm Eli. I'm playing Raze, known in his group, the Fifth Form, as Tower. Uh, he is a tiefling bard. Oh, that'd be me next. I'm looking at Jason like, why aren't you going, dude? Um, <laughs> I'm Joe. I am playing Rolex, the uh, Warforged Artificer, whose um, Steel Defender dog still has his ear because, well, he's been stubborn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I am Randy, and I play a Tabaxi by the name of Follower of Past Less Taken. Uh, he is a fighter. I think I said that already. Anyway, I have to go put eye drops in my wife's eyes real fast, so I'll be <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, while Randy does that, maybe Chris can give us the recap of what happened last game. Since he just took a bite of something. While Chris is chewing that, I wanted to mention that um, Eli really threw us under the bus with, um, <laughs> I feel like he threw us under the bus when his contact at the fifth form there said, can your companions be trusted? And he said, you know, they can be trusted, but bless their hearts, they're not that bright. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, luckily, just, luckily, the characters never heard that. Yeah, exactly. I thought that was, was beautiful. Play- it was just the players. Yeah, that's that's why I said two faced. When it comes to my people, I need to make myself yeah. look as good as possible. And that's what made me think of it again. All right, you ready, Chris? Uh, yeah, there he sure. is. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so as the PCs were in the uh, stew and pearl uh, gathering intel. Uh, my character, Ophidian, playing as Shukata Istini, the uh, journalist for the Aridin Gazette, was overhearing some conversation between Sumar, I remember her last name, uh, Sumar Lucina and somebody from the Brass Knuckles, Bronze Knuckles, called Devdin Trasan, talking about trying to get Shia, uh, well, I can't remember. Steelden. Steelden, yeah. I wanted to say Shia LaBeouf sometimes every time <laughs> I hear that name, um, even though it's kind of similar, uh, to get her out. Uh, into the quarantine zone to do her job that she was supposed to do a while ago with the drugs and hooks and kind of like uh, waylaid that plan. Bad luck for them. Uh, or mea culpa, as we say in the Latin from my dad. <clears throat> so we heard, I overheard some of that. And then uh, <clears throat> Ray's was getting some information from his uh, second uh, on uh, what was going on about trying to like pretty much the same thing about trying to get her in there the quarantine zone to get some intel for the Windermere family, what they're doing with the whole power station, all that craziness. And it turns out there's a bunch of freaky under dark creatures that are bringing in who knows what. We're not sure yet. Um, that's pretty much where we're at. We're basically, uh, we're, we're taking over the Dresden Hooks job of uh, in, uh, infiltrating this person in, into the quarantine zone. Or, Absolutely. 
we absolutely. perhaps we will be taking that job. We'll see how that goes. Absolutely. And again, you guys were also kind of looking maybe getting the quarantine zone in general in the first place before you got into the massive train heist explosion robbery kidnapping thing. But uh, we find ourselves in the back safe room of the Stew and Pearl, which was surprisingly not as comfortable as you guys maybe have thought it was. Um, a lot of splinters, some logs for pillows, uh, food a little stale apparently now as we all rolled absolutely horribly uh, to see how comfortable we were get. Um, Shyla has gone over, um, you know, her original aspiration for getting things and gone over the details of getting into and how she can. She has a device that will rip through the magical quarantine barrier and allow you guys to have access inside. You, she, uh, through, through Shikate's, um, questioning, she also revealed, you know, that she had seen creatures bringing, massive carts and wagons and barrels into the uh, Wintermere's power station, the place that supplies power to the entire city, to their tramways, to the magnificent airships that they're developing. And it was at this time they started bringing things in that they were scrapping for power. They had limited, they had parts of the city that just could not get, you know, electricity or things like that. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, these creatures came and started delivering what appears to be buckets and buckets of power into this system. Um, we left off with the group making a roll to see if they could determine what these creatures could be. And it was Rolex and Rays who had the best inclination. Rolex, you remember uh, from some of your, again, just random millings about through the city here, you went into a few bookstores and libraries and you've read over um, things about creatures, nature, things like that. And again, your own personally, I forget exactly what you said about as far as your nature check, uh, but you've, yeah. you've had enough experience wandering through the city and learning as much as you can about the city, your past and all this stuff here to know that there used to be a, a part of this, the, the empire of Eridan that included an underground city. It included one that was ruled by drow elven uh, individuals and several, several, several centuries ago, that city stopped being a part of the empire. There was a war that broke out and they haven't been seen since. Rays, you have heard through your various gang affiliates and contacts that there have been more and more activity in the sewer systems, uh, creatures that have been wandering through and sometimes the homeless population which resides in these uh, in these areas go missing with just tales from some of the survivors or some of the people who got away of large lanky creatures coming in and stealing them and again doing things um there is again the idea that they are a type of elven uh creature possibly drow related but your group and the people who, who live in the sewers and who operate down there on a very very kind of high alert level they call them the Soul Enclave. Soul Enclave. <clears throat> yes. You're, so that is what you guys would collectively know in your best efforts to guess what these creatures are and who they might be affiliated with. All right. If what you're describing is indeed too, Shiloh. These creatures are known as the soul enclave. They're quite rare, at least in the city proper. Uh, they can be dangerous if provoked. They tend to stay away 
from groups. But if one gets separated from its own group, master, wherever it intends to be, it can cause trouble. Shayla looks, looks down at the map of the city and she goes, I've never heard of such a group here prior, um, but I, I believe you, and I, I definitely believe the power of your, your organization. So if, if the Wintermere family is indeed using these type of creatures here, then we need to, to, to prove this. We need to, get, we need to get answers. We need to get evidence. We need to expose them, yes? She looks at all of you. Well, the question is, is the Wintermere family actually running the show or is it the Stoll Enclave running the show? She go, She looks at you and she goes, I, I, I cannot say for certain. I have seen Lord Phineas Wintermere. He seems to be still in control of of his of his empire, of his operations, of his family. Um, I, I, I cannot say for certain, but it, all we need to do is to tie them together. And I believe that the people of the city and the other families will have enough reason and cause to strip them of power or remove them from power or something. Something needs to happen. Do you not agree? And she's looking at you, Shikate. Um, People aren't going to do anything if the lights are still on and they're still getting their bread and circuses. Nothing's going to change. Then what do you propose? We just let them continue? No, but I mean, you don't expect the people to do something about it. They don't do anything now. They complain a lot. That's about it. She, they complain because they are powerless right now. There's nothing they can do. I mean, look at the harbor. The harbor is going to burn in the next day. Yeah, we'll see what they do about that. Probably nothing. Shiloh. Until they start starving. From my understanding, you have been given a special privilege in life that limits your scope. And I need you to understand one very important thing about change. Those in control will always be outnumbered by their subjects. The people aren't powerless. They've just been made to believe that they are. That is what my group wishes to work against. And she looks over at you and she goes, and do not be presumptuous of me and where I'm from. Yes, I know that recently my father and I have come into wealth and to power and things, but we started off in District 12, just like many, many families. I was one of those people. I've been there, I've lived it, I've seen, I have friends there still. So that's why I came up with this plan to get to get away from them, to, to start some sort of revolution or some sort of way, to, meaning, to empower the people to stand up against this, to even galvanize the weaker families into action. And maybe it's the wrong move. Maybe she looks at you, Shikati, maybe you're right. But like I told your friends over here, she points to Les and to Rolex. If there are more people like this that are willing to jump into the fire and help those in need, well, shouldn't that matter? Isn't that why we should try to do this? I did not jump into a fire. She looks at you, Rolex, and she kind of gives a little smirk, and she kind of like smiles at you. She goes, "I like him so much now. He's so he's so delightful." <laughs> I'll explain later, buddy. 
Okay. We're not arguing against your actions, Shyla. Not at all. We just want to clarify the reality of the situation. Very well aware of it here, but we have an opportunity, do we not? Of course. Now, what evidence is it that you are trying to discover? We need to get whatever they're delivering. So we need to find out what those creatures are taking from quarantine, follow them back, and then, again, get that evidence out. And where does that evidence go? It goes to the power station. So it follows the, so again, she, she kind of lays it out on the map here for you guys. There is the quarantine zones. And these are zones where people cannot get in or out. They are magically sealed inside. And underneath the sewer systems, um, they have been creating, these creatures have started appearing and delivering casks, carts, barrels of different things. And, you know, basically hucking them into the, uh, you know, furnaces and hucking them into the uh, generators and things and causing it to cause more power and do different things. She's never seen it. She's never actually been to the heart of the electrical plant and, you know, how it generates things, but she knows that it, they're bringing something from these zones because it happened at the same time. This minute those quarantine zones went up, they started getting deliveries the next day of barrels of different things for power. And they're coming from the direction underground of where quarantine zone of district 12 and uh, 15 are. And I have a question regarding the, the sewers. Do they reach like everywhere under the city? And is that common knowledge where the sewers are or like, are there yeah. secrets that people don't talk about that kind of thing? So, so again, most people don't go into there. And again, that's because, um, they used to be not the sewers. They used to be a network highway for the drow kingdom that would live, that resided and was a part of the Aridan Empire. Since then, it got shut off, and only um, key workers have access to it to do maintenance on it and make sure things are going. But most people don't go down there unless they have to or unless they're that desperate and they can find a way in, like some of the homeless population that is from the city who makes their way down there. And again, Ray's would have a better idea of that, even though Ray's might have never been there in his past um, or been down there frequently he would know that there are ways to get in there but it is not easy to get in okay who controls the obsidian guard it's supposed to be it's supposed to be the city guard but uh shikati you know for a fact that the winter mirrors control them but they're mechanical creatures right yes they're mechanical creatures kind of like they're, 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 they're full constructs they are full constructs they are not like rolex they do not have a a soul or a ability to make 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 a decision on their own all right all rollers go to heaven there you go <laughs> we have to we have to get past to the obsidian guard right these that yes. are they're in their quarantine zone. Yep. is there a way to disable them mass disable she looks at you and she goes i have a few things that can potentially disable one or two of them but it's very hard to make and disable those things uh she puts them on the the table they're like little spiders that uh uh like uh, you can throw in a fix to and it pierces into a construct and it will shut them down. Um, uh, she only has two of them. So you'd have to use them wisely if you're going to try to use them. But um, that's all she has the ability to, that she was all, that's all she had the ability to manufacture. All right. So my question still stands. We get whatever evidence we find. And where does that, what do we take that evidence to? Who do we take that to? Probably your news friend. She looks at you and she goes, 
I had I had workings and dealings with the Peshaw family. They were going to help us get it out there and unite some of the other families in the courts against the Wintermere family and again remove them from power. If we can prove this, I believe that it will start an uprising against the controlling family. If they find out that they are <clears throat> doing nefarious things with these creatures underground, I mean, it, it, it is something that can cause revolution. Right, but you're just changing one master for another if you want another family to take over. If you really want the people to have power, then the family's got to go. Then what do you propose? Yes, I I'm am not proposing confused. anything. I'm just, I'm just speaking my mind. The, if you have a family with all of the power and you don't like that, won't there just be another family with all of the power? That's what I said. Potentially. But is any other family right now worse than this one? I don't know all of them. The Smiths on 4th Street are nice people. Then maybe we can put them into power, Rolex. We should. <clears throat> it's it's a delicate situation. Politics can get rather nasty. And that's, nasty. Why, and that's why I came here to, to your organization, Rays. I came here because your organization seems to know how to do things. So that's why we're here now. It's unfortunate, Rolex, that uh, the family doesn't exist anymore. Oh, that would be a, a good way to make sure the power is at least somewhat decent, at minimal. Okay. I propose that after gathering the evidence, instead of submitting it to the Bashars or any other of the noble factions, we keep it under wraps just for a little while, while we figure out the proper way to go about it to prevent the passing of the whip. As Ray says this, what do you all do? What do, you, do you guys agree with him, or are you guys? I think the truth should be uh, free for everyone. Yeah, Everyone should know what's going on. I mean everyone. Everyone should know. The people should know what's going on. <clears throat> I don't have a whip. And I keep staring at my thing waiting for a message. So, yeah, you know, that's, that's what I'm just. Ophidian is technically, you know, <laughs> just trying to waste time. To He's just sitting that, there, you know, refresh, 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 yeah. refresh. <laughs> it's a big city. It's, 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 yeah. it'll, it'll happen. It just, it'll happen. It's, rough, it's roughly one in the morning right now, just so you guys are aware. Okay. Well. There will certainly be a time and place for the people to know. So, how about we compromise? We take some evidence at our discretion as a group, hand it to the fifth form, take another bundle of evidence, and pass that on to the people. She, she looks at all of you. Do you all agree with Ray's plan, or do you guys have... And again, plans can change, obviously, but I just want to know for right now, what is everyone doing? The opportunity we have has the chance to create a lot of upheaval, a lot of chaos, a lot of panic. Seems this like a decent compromise for now. This is something we should take slowly. I am confused why some secrets everyone needs to know, but other secrets need to be secret. How do you tell the difference? 
it takes a long time to understand what information needs to be given when Rolex. If we have to tell everyone the secret, shouldn't we go to the street and tell everyone how many times the sun sets so they can get in your club? No. <laughs> now you're talking. No, Rolex. That would be very dangerous. But the club seems friendly. <clears throat> to those that want the freedom of the city, if we just go around telling everyone, then our enemies would know how to find us. So the secrets we want to expose give more freedom? It, the world that we make after doing this happens that we won't need codes for bars and other places that we keep ourselves hidden. Mm. I, I mean, would like to try to do the right thing if you help me understand right. The reason we stay in the shadows, Rolex, out of sight, away from the eyes of the families in power is because they don't want the people to be free. If we give them any information about us, how we work, who we are, where we are, they will do everything to destroy us. Everything will stay the same and probably get worse. More likely get worse. But aren't we talking about destroying them? Not necessarily. But if ultimately, it happens, we just want that's them. Okay. Ultimately, we just want for them to no longer be in control of everyone else. The family can still exist, can still live peacefully, enjoy their time on this plane of existence. What we want to end is their oppression. And they will just change their mind and be nice? Probably not. It'll take some convincing, um, some hard steel convincing. I would okay. like to convince them. Okay. All right. So with that, Shyla looks over at you, Ray's. She goes, well, currently I'm in your organization's grasp. So whatever you decide to do, you know, I will follow. But we must strike while the iron is hot. Of course. I do have a question for you, though, Shyla, regarding these instruments. Gesturing to the spiders, of course. Yes. Yes. Are these a recent development? When you live, when, well, I should say this here, when you were thrown into the care of the Wintermere family and they found out that you were a viable asset to them, well, let's just say your freedoms kind of went out the window. And there were quite a few of these large constructs that kept their eyes on me for a number of times. I end up having to make um, specific ways of getting around them. But no, they are not, they're not widely known. These are something that I created. After them being described, Rolex is keeping a very wary eye and keeping um, Dog back 
as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She looks at you, Rolex, as she notices you're kind of like eyeballing. She looks at you, she goes, don't worry, Rolex. I think that you would be fine. Your cat, on the other hand, you might want to keep him away from these things. And she kind of grabs them and she mm. puts them back into her, into her bag. Um, as as your steel defender is more like a regular construct versus right. you, which is you know that kind of stuff. So I don't want to obtain any chances with this. Understand, understand. And it, it, it'd be only temporary, rule. So once the spiders are peeled off, the construct regains functionality. Oh. Another gadgets. slow nod. Although although I will say this: if they're constructs with one of the new power cores, they might be able to over ride the uh, spider's influence. Well, these gadgets could be quite useful. Mm -hmm. If, for whatever reason, you feel like sharing these designs. The designs, well, if you guys could help me get, again, the information and get free of the Wintermere's grass myself and my father, which is what I'm hoping that this will also include as far as removing the Wintermere's from power, then I will be glad to share my designs with you. Wonderful. Okay. Anything else anyone wants to do? It's getting late now. And uh, there are, like I said, uncomfortable cots that you guys can sleep on for the night if you guys would like to do so. Or is there anything else you guys would like to do? I know Shikati is waiting for the medallions to go off like just anxiously look, looking at them, uh, <laughs> feeling them in her pocket, in his pocket, just like repeatedly. Um, but uh, is there anything else you guys would like to do before we move on? Um, I just, these sightings of these uh, soul enclave uh, that you guys are talking about, the reports you're getting, are they focused in like a general area more than anywhere else? That might be the best place to go look. Aside from them being in the quarantine zones, I presume? If it's in the sewers that we could have access to, then we could go there and find out where we need it, uh, what we need to find out and bring back. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I I will concede uh, less. I'm quite tired. We've had a long day. At this point, it's getting hard to keep track of everything. Okay, here's your uh, pillows back. I'm going to go lay down. <laughs> All right. So, uh, is there anything else anyone wants to do before we go to our long rest for the night? Uh, Ray's is going to see if he can get another audience with the second, uh, assuming that they're still there. So he can tell them about this gadget, this device that Shyla has. Sure, absolutely. And if it changes anything about what he gave me. Okay, okay. Um, Shukate, as you're getting ready to, you know, bunk down, you do feel the medallion that you that is from Annette Divya go off. So that okay. one you do feel, the other one, not yet. Okay. I will retrieve my message. Okay, okay. So, um, uh, the, way the, the way the medallion works and stuff like that, uh, you know, you kind of have to, go and get out of sight for people here again it's a, you pay for the highest security possible right. so so again so you find a little corner over there and you hear annette come back over the um over the uh over the the medallion uh you hear her uh, respond back to you 
uh, uh, train derailment already known. Dresden hooks implicated by, uh, by city guard. The docks are in danger. That's it. That's what you hear back for her from that. It's a limited message. It's a limited message coming. One hundred and forty characters. Remember. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. She has. She has to be very concise with things. But your message did get through, and you know Annette well enough that she's probably going to be somewhere close to the docks tonight to right. try to see what's going on. I will have to reply back and let her know what's going on, just to make sure she doesn't get herself in too much trouble. Okay. And All then right. I'll let her, because uh, I, for, like the relationship I want to try to have with her is kind of like, I let, I give her all the information and she does whatever she wants, whether she holds stuff back or publicizes yep. it, that's fine. Yeah. Um, Ophidian technically does not care, right? He doesn't care. He's yeah. just all about the game of, uh, in, of uh, yeah. yeah. And, and, and from what you gave her, um, you know, she came back as far as, again, uh, you know, piecing things together. The, the person that was the Dresden hook that was captured by the guards, they now know that it was one of them that was involved with it here. They, uh, yeah, they, um, they know for a fact that, uh, you know, there was, uh, that was a key part of it. So the stuff that you gave her, she kind of already knew, and she's trying to find out some more about what's going on. So if you want to give her more information based on what you guys have just talked about, you can do that. And that will be definitely something that she doesn't know. Yeah, I'll give her information that, the, you know, the docs are going to get burnt. You know, it's a bad place to be. I'm not going to give her anything on Shyla yet because okay. I want to hear back from my other group. <laughs> because um, that, that could, I don't, that could get messy if I give her that kind of information. Um, gotcha. So basically, it's tell like the docks are going to get burnt down and uh, don't be there kind of thing. Unless you just gotcha. Okay. Footage. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Message, meshes, meshes will be gone. Okay. All right. Rolex less. Anything that you guys want to do? Nothing, nothing special for me. No. Okay. Wait, where, where are we sleeping here right now? Just the rest. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't there another place in this same building, the Rising Flame Tavern Restaurant? Yep. There was that place. That is where the potential Iron uh, Iron Ghosts people of the Timeless Fangs were yeah. at. But I mean, there are there are a couple of different places within this this uh, fourteen story building that you could sleep at if you didn't want to sleep here. Yeah, I, I'd really go find some place more comfortable, and that could change into a different. I don't want to be going into the District Twelve of Chicago, actually. Okay. All right. Um, are you looking for like the highest of high class? Cause I mean, you're in the district 12, which is not very like super hoity toity, but there are definitely places that you could probably find in this building that are a little bit more comfortable than the, uh, I guess high class or district. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> okay. All right. Make, make me an investigation check well, as you go, as you try to find you. Cause again, you're not familiar with this area. You don't, you don't, you don't slow yeah. around in this area a lot. So yeah, no, you'll, you'll end up in the courtyard instead of oh. the red roof in. It's <laughs> possible. Can't find oh. anything in this place. So you are utterly disgusted at some of the places. You go down like the entire building, all fourteen levels, and each level there's like a different uh, place that you could potentially, uh, you know, bunk at here. And every time you go in there, it's it's cheap, and like they have like a cot, or they have like a hammock, or they have uh, they don't have their own private shower or bathroom. You're just utterly disgusted at this particular thing. You just feel so uncomfortable in it. Um, the, um, the 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 nicest place that you do find in the building that was on the second floor, um, you find the Red Lion Tavern. 
which is um, it's it's not bad. It's it's definitely the cleanest of the establishments, and it's uh, about ten gold to stay the night. Um, it actually has its own room. You still again no right. private no private lo- washroom, no private you know uh, bathroom or things like that here. But the room itself seems to be not like super box small. It has a decent looking bed that's not a hammock or not a like a, a like a cot. It actually has like what seems to be like a mattress in there, and it has mm. probably the least amount of stains out of all the other places you to. <laughs> all right that works out okay so 10 yeah mark off 10 gold and you have that place there uh rolex unless are you guys staying in the uh, uh safe house room of the stew and pearl yeah rolex will because comfort is not important right uh less will make do with there as well and then raise i'm assuming that you're just going to stay there i don't have to, if i don't have to spend money i'm not going to absolutely <laughs> okay and and you do get a you do get a uh, audience with the second um he says it's very interesting, but this opportunity is too large to pass up for something like that. Very well. I'll see if I can acquire these blueprints sooner rather than later. He gives you a little bit of a nod and then there you go. Okay. It is roughly around two in the morning when you guys finally bunk down and go to sleep for the night. You guys can mark off your long rests. You get your health points back. You get your spells back. Um, you recover all of your abilities and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, you guys sleep until around nine in the morning here. The sun creeps up again. It's tough to see the sunrise in this city here. You, typically, most people don't see the sunrise until you know 11 or 12 in the afternoon when it's actually cresting so high above the buildings that you can actually see down into the light. Um, <laughs> As you guys rouse, Shikate, as you come out out of the red line, um, out of your I'm room. Gonna, I'm going to change into just my regular Ophidian, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, as you come out, um, uh, the uh, young man behind the counter is like he's – He's looking out, and you have there's a few people who are in there eating, and they're all looking out through the, the window. And you're in the second story, so they're looking down into there, and there's quite a few people that you notice that are looking out into the street right now. What are they? What do I see? What okay, I so as you want, make your way over, you see dozens and dozens of battalions of Winter's Guards out there. You see there are tons of them, and you see walking around, and this is somebody that you do know of, you would know this person, you see Garthok. He is the head of the Wintermere's security detail. He's in charge of everything military planning uh, with them. And he is wandering around the street. He has a bright blue emblazoned, looks to be almost diamond-plated chest plate as he's walking with some of his people. And you can see these battalions starting to move and starting to make their way down and out. And you estimate that they're heading towards the harbor. They are amassing in this area, and they are heading towards the harbor right now. All right. So you kind of get the idea that, oh, it's go time. The winter mirrors are making yep. their move against the harbor. Yep. Okay. okay. How do I know Garthog, by the way? Or he, just, he just has a rep. He has a rep. And again, because you are in higher society circles and you have been around, you would know him because he right. is somebody that, like, <laughs> like in your legal briefings with Jean Dahl Pachar's people, they would say, this is a person of interest that you need to, again, show the deepest respect to when you're interacting with them at parties or events or galas gotcha. and things like that. So you would know. Him. All right. <clears throat> okay. To start a duel with him later. All right. So <laughs> the rest of you wake up. You guys are higher above uh, in the in the uh, in the uh, 
14th floor. You make your way out into the main tavern and then raise. You also hear from uh, one of the, the guy who was watching the door. He, he perks up and he goes, it's starting. Be careful on the streets, my friend. And then he kind of goes back and he puts his head back down uh, and goes back into the state that he was in. Raise, as you kind of you hear that, there's there is a window looking outside. And as you look down, it's much harder to see because you're 14 stores up. But you do see there's an incredible amount of people in like uh, battalion style, you know, um, uh, marching forms and formations. And you can see them moving out and you can see off in the distance, um, you know, the uh, uh a glimpse of the ocean it's not too far away from the district that you're in right now and you estimate that yeah okay uh the winter mirrors have amassed their forces and they're going to start moving on the, the harbor today um <laughs> Ray's is going to go back into the uh the the, the back room the secret room and just kind of like on the table, he's going to lay down a s- small sheet of paper mm-hmm. in, and in Infernal uh, write a, a prayer, a blessing of protection, spill a little blood on it, and then set the thing on fire. Okay. Uh, it's, this is my flavoring of an infernal, in, infernal ritual. Almost, almost like a contract to protect Korma. Okay. Okay. All right. So yeah, you do that. Um, okay. I like it. We'll see how that works. Um, Ray's, what was, what was that? <laughs> a desperate man's plea. Let's go. All right. Um, finishing putting my plate on. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll try to help him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's easy enough. You guys do it here. All right. So the rest of you, you can we can say you all. If there's any, unless there's anything else you guys want to do, we'll say you all meet down on the first level, uh, and that's where we're going to be. Because you have to obviously you guys have to get to the first level to get out of the building. Unless you guys want to try to get out of the building a different way, it's up to you guys. But Jump. what do you guys want to do? I believe I can fly. <laughs> Before we leave, I want to eat I'll breakfast. Get, I'll catch you all. Meal yeah. Of the day. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, uh, again, just a simple breakfast. How yeah. much is that going to run me? Uh, five gold. Jesus fuck. <laughs> expensive town. For, for a simple like I, like I said, money's gonna pay play play a part in this campaign here. It is a Jeez. it is a town where where money is important. So yes. <laughs> How much the uh, pay us for this gig? Let's let's we'll also get a plate. Okay, yeah, five gold <laughs> to you. Rolex, are you gonna get a plate even though you don't need to eat? Nah. Okay. Nah. But inflation must uh, be terrible. Why don't you here. buy me a plate, Rolex? Sure, if you're there, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> well, money's not all that important. So five, you said? Five million, yeah, five million. All right. Okay. All right. So as you guys finish your food and uh, you guys are making your way out into the city, yes? Of course. Uh, all right. Wait. wait. Mm-hmm. Well, Where are we supposed to meet? I, I, yeah, I assume Shyla had the. Uh, I'm going to go this way. This is the best way to get in. Yeah, Shyla. Shyla. Shyla last night told you where she can, where the, where the arcane magic, where she can feel she can break the barrier, and she is going to lead you guys to there. So she was with you during this time here. Uh, she's not going to go inside the quarantine zone with you because again, that's why she had muscle to go in there and get the stuff. Uh, she's going to wait for you with the fifth form. Uh, that way, 
everything can be secure and you guys know where she's at unless you wanted her to go with you if you specifically want her to go with you tower you can take her because that's something that you are as a agent of your of your organization can make that call on mm. um, she has interesting devices yes i'm i'm going to ask her just up front can you take care of yourself she can looks you hold she, your own in a fight she like I can. She blinded I can. us. Yes. <laughs> she can't see. Just, you can she see. Uh, she now. kicked your ass. <laughs> yeah, you, you can still see like some of the bloodshot in Ophidia's <laughs> eyes, just there. Like even a even a good rest didn't fix this all and, the way. And, and she got away from me, and I'm not exactly slow. She goes. I can take care of myself. Yes. <clears throat> She's quite slippery. Yes. All right. In that case, come with us. Okay. Well, All right. My direct charge. She looks at you and she goes, of course, you've seen, you all have seemed to prove yourselves in, in combat. So I'm, I'm very, very, I feel very comfortable working in with you both. Um, okay. As you guys make your way out to the street, everyone should make me a perception check real quick, please. As we much as I hate you guys, company. you did manage to take out my entire guard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> perception, you said? Yes. Perception check. All right. Hold that crap. Mine wasn't so great. Okay, Ray's with the 23. We'll take Tyus hey. the 23. So, Ray's, as you come out, again, you're automatically looking over the entire area here. There are several Wintermere guards that are moving their way down through the city. You see battalions and battalion groups moving their way in. And then there is, uh, off in the distance, across the street, you see that the Garthok, the man that Oph Ophidian knows. And Ophidian, if you share that information, you can let Ray's know who that is if Ray's is like, hey, who the heck is that guy? Um, yeah. You see him walking out, and you can see him and Ray's, you can overhear him, because again, you, you it's across the street. The street is pretty quiet, except for the marching of people. You overhear him going, he goes, alright, I want the entire area burnt to the ground. Make sure that we leave an example for these Dresden hooks and any other ilk that would try to do something as foolish as steal from the Wintermere family and attack us. He brings out a a uh, a a garment and Ophidian. It looks like the garment that the person that you that was knocked out by you guys, the one that you have in your bag. It is a Dresden hook garment. He goes. He goes. Put this here. Mark it down. Uh, leave it in a place that is very easily identifiable, and we will let the media know that the Dresden hooks caused an uprising and we had to put them down hard. This rogue military group here tried to wrestle control away. We'll paint them in a negative light. Not and the it, mercenary group anyway. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, well, again, but again, the Dresden Hooks, they were seen as a people, as, as, as like freedom fighters to it. Right? Uh, they were all, gosh. they were the dock workers and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So they're going to try to put them in a negative light over this. And he goes, and he goes, and then Let's make sure we make an example out of some of them here. Let's no, make sure you real soldier. He, he, look, he looks at him. He goes. He goes. <clears throat> Tell your men, anyone that is caught wearing a hook, they die by that in a very slow and painful way. He turns, and the two people that are in front of him go. They kind of nod down there, and he goes, "Oh, one last thing." He pulls out again another item. He goes. He flings it to them. They catch it, and they go. This here was uh, recovered from one of them, one of their weapons. Make sure that that is uh, impaled in one of our own. Get a good, get a good picture of it here. Uh, that way we can again 
get the people on our side for this. And he turns and starts to walk away. Um, you guys wait a little bit, and it takes about maybe 10, 15 minutes for the streets to clear. There's a couple of Winter's Guard that are still left there, and they're, they're you know, just talking and doing some different things. But the street is finally clear as these, you probably estimate, Rays, uh, since you had the highest score here. There was probably about 200, 200 guards running into, going to the harbor. Uh, Rays is in, he, he's absolutely livid. Um, anybody who Leroy can... Jenkins. <laughs> no, no, no. I said livid, not stupid. <laughs> I am not our party's tank. <laughs> That's your job. Uh, um, yeah, we had chicken. <laughs> My man, chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Ray's is furious. Anybody who can like see him, who, who can get a good look at him from under his cloak, will see that his skin looks like it's burning. Okay. All right. So it looks like it's on fire. Yeah. Let's let's rewind it back a little bit. Then. So as there's as the guards are still moving their way out, is there anything that anybody wanted to do during this time? As you see, Ray is getting more and more pissed off. I put my hand on him. Calm your demons. Yes. <laughs> Les is starting to get pissed <laughs> off too because of this is not how soldiers act. This is uh, like tyranny to their own people. Well, maybe it's not technically their people, but it's people they're supposed to live alongside and. Treating them like this is uh, a vile disrespect to soldier kind, in his opinion. As after Ophidian says, "Calm your demons," uh, Ray is going to like turn to like start walking where they need to be going, like flip of the cloak, show show off all that he is, and he's very quietly going to say, "Devils do not calm demons; they slay them." Let's go. Okay, I love it. I love it. All right. So as you guys make your, as you guys make start making your way down there, uh, you again raise as you go to turn here. You do see Shyla. She is like, she's holding on to a a, a cog wheel, and she's just kind of like muttering to herself. Uh, sounds like a prayer as well, a prayer of protection to her to her uh, deity, uh, as she saw a witness of all these soldiers going to you know, basically uh, just massacre the docks themselves. Um, you guys make your way down down the road. And as you make your way down the road, um, the streets become quiet. Again, there are still people and activity in the buildings you're passing to the left, but to the right, there's that bright green barrier that is just illuminating. And it's 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 so bright that it's tough to kind of see through. It's a little bit translucent. And if you like put your face up to it, you can kind of see through a little bit, but it's very tough to make out anything that's going inside. Um, as you guys continue to push forward, um, uh, Shyla is like, she's like counting and she's counting paces on the street. She goes, fourth, fifth, okay, um, all, all right, here, here. She looks around and she goes, um, can you all just give me a, a minute here? I need to try to break. And this is where we're going to enter in the city. All right. 60, 59, 58. She goes, thank you, and she pulls out uh, from under her shirt. She like pulls her shirt up, and like she has wrapped around her her stomach. She has like this metal band, and she pulls it off, and she goes and she puts it uh, like onto the actual barrier itself, and then she grabs onto the cog wheel that she was holding, and she smashes it onto it, and she turns it, and as it does, the cog wheel seems to fuse into it, and the 
metal itself starts to bow and bend and starts to pierce through that barrier. You can see it fighting it and fighting it. She's holding on to it, and you can see she's struggling, trying to hold on to it, and she's getting like pushed back because the barrier is like kind of trying to repel her from going inside. Um, is there anything that anybody wants to do? Les is going to charge to go and try to help stabilize it. Excellent. make me a strength athletics check, please. 30, 29, strength athletics check? 28. Yeah. Such yeah. as a strength check, right? Yeah, strength 26. check, yeah. Hey, oh, good gosh, oh, Randy, what nice. dice did you bring to yeah, the table yeah. tonight, brother? Yeah, so as, as she's holding on to it, she can see she's getting pushed back. Uh, Les, you just come up behind her and put your paws right on her hands, and you start to push forward. You can feel the, the force of this, this energy being pushed back. And as you're counting down, uh, Ophidian and Ray's, you see the the sidewalk uh, that, it, that, the, that the arcane barrier is meeting starts to glow with runic inscriptions and those runic inscriptions start to glow and start to like blink and start to start to like fizzle out and as that happens the area that that steel is being pushed into starts to form a doorway and the metal starts to go down and it creates this little tunnel through this barrier and as it pops all the way down and it meets its way there you hear her and Les who are holding up this barrier she goes get inside go now go now 12 11 this is heavy. Yeah. Nine. Oh, now? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gonna quickly shuffle in. Yeah. Okay. Uh, as everyone shuffles in, and, and again, Les, you and her kind of like move your way through. Uh, she lets go of the thing, and the metal piece shrinks down and, and smashes into the ground itself, and the barrier now is back on top of it, covering here. She's like, you're like kind of holding her up a little bit. She's like, <sighs> she looks back at you, Les. She goes, it worked. <sighs> It, it, it worked. Wait, wait, what? This well, you didn't expect well. it to. You didn't expect it to. Hurt. She goes. Well, I mean, truth be told, I've never tried it on something like this. Um, but the, the technology was sound. It, it, so yes, yeah, of course it worked. She gets up. She dusts herself off. Inside. I'm glad it worked. Yeah. <laughs> Inside. The air smells stale. It feels quiet. Um, you're not used to this in this city. This city is never quiet. Even at night, there are taverns, there are bars, there are people in the streets. Everything is going on. The city never sleeps. Here, you're in the shadow. There's a building right next to you, and there's another building off to the side right here, and they tower up about 12 stories. There's no lights on the windows. There's nobody sitting on their balconies. There's nobody walking back and forth. You look down a long, desolate street. You can see there are abandoned carts. You can see there are barrels with food that have kind of spilled over onto the side of the street. You can see there is a few feral animals like cats and dogs just milling around. And you can hear an unsettling wind of air rush through um, uh, uh, um, the buildings, through the alleyways, and everything else. How many city blocks does this barrier take up? Does we know what it was? Uh, again, Afidin, you probably would know because John Dahl Pashar, he has his team looking into the quarantine. Uh, it was something that you know he sent you know legal documents over to. Uh, you know, it takes up uh, about six city blocks. So it is a it is a large swath of space. All right. Shyla, <clears throat> well, lead the way, yes. She looks, she goes, well, I don't know where to start in here. Um, she looks over at you, Ray's, and Les. She goes, I'm, I'm not from 
uh, I mean, I'm from this area here, but not this particular block. Um, what do you think we should go? Should we try to go up one of the buildings and see what's what's inside? Or how long how long has the quarantine been up? About two and a half weeks. Okay, so it's possible and and even probable that at some point in the last three years that Rolex has wandered through here and probably oh, yeah. wouldn't be completely lost. I would okay. say absolutely, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. And so I don't even know at, what we're looking for without description, so he wouldn't take a lead, but I just wanted to yeah. think that she looks. She looks around, she goes, um, uh, we'd probably be looking for a place that they would have access to one of the sewer systems. So I'm assuming maybe a little bit farther down down the street here towards where, there's, where one of the um, uh, building's uh, water wells are. That might be one of the places to start. Do, what do you think? Seems like a good place to start to be. It's a sound idea. Okay. I checked my other messaging thing to see if it was uh, blinking, by the way. Um, no, not yet. Okay. Not yet. Okay. Um, uh, would would Rays know of any fifth form, uh, like safe houses, drop locations, or anything of the sort, uh, Cat, uh, supply caches sure. in this quarantine zone. Sure, make a uh, make a history check for me, real quick, kid. Yay! I have expertise in history. <laughs> That's history when we had a plus eight. Yes, yep. it is when 18. we had a plus eight. Nice. Yes. Okay. Eighteen <clears throat> history. Okay, eighteen. Yeah, eighteen. With an eighteen, you know that there is a. Um, there is um, the Ironfin Tavern. It is a place that is uh, in this particular quarantine zone that you guys lost contact with um, several, several weeks ago. Um, but uh, nothing was able to ever be done because, again, any expedition that was trying to get through the barrier just did not work. So there is that particular place. It's about two and a half blocks. No, it's about two and a half buildings down and then to the left of where you're at. Okay. Uh, Ray's is going to... Uh like speak up yeah. once everybody comes to a concession like yeah we should start at like a well or or any sort of water fixture uh, before we try to enter the sewers there should be an abandoned safe house for us nearby we can use it as a rallying point okay okay and i'll lead them should all, we secure all said safe house yes of course so once the quarantine drops, we need that place spick and span. Just point me the right way. I'll stay in front, uh, but keep your eyes peeled. This is too quiet for my comfort. Yeah. Okay. So, Ray, since you know the way to go, um, are you leading the charge? Uh, no. Since Les offered to be in front, uh, <laughs> I'll I'll go ahead and keep him in front. Uh, what Ray is going to do is he's going to argue or at least suggest that we move in a way that keeps Shyla in between all of us. So like one on, on every side of her. Shyla, Shyla, Shyla nods in agreement furiously. She's like, yes, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> I believe it's best for Les to be in front, Rolex behind Ophidian and myself on either side. Here, take my shield, uh, just extra protection for now. Who, me? Yes. Oh, okay, sure. She grabs onto it. How heavy is your shield? 
I think it said it was under 10 pounds. Though. Okay, then yeah, that's fine. She, she holds it. She's like, yeah, oh, it's good. She's used to working with metal. So I just want to make sure, again, if it was an 80 pound, an 80 yeah. pound monster, you know, she's like, oh, you know, like a 10 uh, foot tall tower shield, right? A, yeah, a tower solid shield. adamantine. <laughs> All I found the thing was shield. It never said like anything else. Okay, okay, good. Pounds. It's lead lined and gold filled. Yeah, good. good. Okay, <laughs> okay. So uh, with that, the group starts to make their way through. I need a group stealth check, then, please. Um, stealth. I want to give less bardic inspiration. Okay, less has bardic. Ooh, Randy, can I borrow <laughs> one of your dice? <laughs> yes, Joe, you can borrow one of my All right, I'm rolling Randy's dice here. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I, I, oh, I, no. Oh, <laughs> Dude, I even have a plus five for stealth, but rolling a one yeah, doesn't yeah, help. I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm, like I'm playing spoons on Rolex. Yeah, yeah. Good gosh, okay. Randy. I give my bardic inspiration to Rolex. I think I tripped over Randy because I couldn't see him. And I made uh, a commotion. Rolex, <laughs> two twenties in a row. Rolex, you do have a bardic inspiration if you wanted to do, use that. To but if I rolled a one, all I could do is add six to a a failure so well it's well i mean crit fails aren't aren't, aren't automatic and ability checks only in in combat so my, my tail catches him on his way tripping there you go <laughs> okay um right, so I'll, I'll hold on to that i might okay. want to add it to a role that's more pertinent okay. for what i'm doing so, so so again typically you guys are used to being stealthy unless you're able to really you know lead the way here but less as you're leading the way you just hear this clink 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 you hear rolex making more noise than he usually makes because usually he's muffled by the ambient sounds of the city here he's not and then obviously again if you wanted to i don't know i know i know that uh rolex uh less said that he trips you with his tail is that something you guys want to have what, what i'd like no? to what i'd like to do is um when you turn turn to see me making all the noise you will find that rolex has his fingers near his eyes and when he notices you see him he says i am trying to figure out how to peel my eyes you said to keep my eyes peeled. It means to look out. Can you step quieter? Yeah. Oh, I can try. Yeah. As this happens, you guys are like in the in between one of the two buildings, and as you're in between one of the two buildings, you hear, you hear uh, in the distance. Did you hear that over there? I'm not sure what that was. Let's go check it out. And you hear people moving. You hear footsteps moving towards you. <laughs> what do you guys want to do? Uh, moving to the moving to one of the buildings, guys. How close okay. are we to the? Uh, you're you're pretty close fin. to the, you're pretty close to the iron fin. If you guys wanted to try to book it over there, you could. I think we should. Well, yeah. I'm following Ray's lead. And Les Ray's? is up front, will, so I'm going to follow I, wherever Les goes. goes. Oh yeah. Ray's run. Um, what is there a a, a doorway near us? There is. There, you guys are next to a building. Yes, but it's, your building is. The one right next to it. It's about a hundred feet away. You can do it. Do the voices sound like they're coming from that direction? Probably. They sound like they're coming from from uh, from the opposite side of the street. Okay. Uh, yeah, Ray's going to point out that building. Hurry! I'll make a distraction. Run! All right. What All are you right. doing for a distraction then, Ray's? Um, towards the. Okay, towards the direction that the. Uh, unidentified voices came from uh as far out as i can which is 30 feet i am going to create a minor illusion that minor illusion being the sound of cats fighting okay all right make me a deception check with advantage then please or performance check either one is your choice and the rest of you start booking your way towards that that particular okay. let me cast this spiel 
Running sucks, yes. Shukati's <laughs> <laughs> uh, sh- having the worst time ever. I'll just mm-hmm. place the template Finian, there. Oh, that's right, Finian, I'm sorry. Uh, you said performance or... Or deception. You make, make either one. Pick your best mm-hmm. thing, man. Uh, I, they're the same. Oh. <laughs> Advantage, oh, though. Yep. So I am going to go with deception. Go for it. I just but, realized uh, performance is. and deception together is perception. Hey, there you go. What? It's crazy okay, job. yeah. With that... Nice. Raise you form, or deformance. Yeah, you, you put you push forth an image off to the side towards here, and you can hear like this this image come to life, and you can hear all these things happening here. Uh, less you get kind of like shivers down your spine of how accurate the sounds are. Two cats actually fighting, uh, but. With that, you guys make your way successfully into the building. As you make your way over, the door seat is boarded up here. Uh, and less, it's, it's not like boarded on like just the point where you can actually easily just pull it off here. It's not like welded on or anything like that here. And you get inside the, the building. Inside, once it's once you guys get inside and raise, once you're confident that they are distracted, you make your way, you fall back, and you get your way inside the building as well. You shut the door behind you quietly, and it is dead silent inside the building. And looking through it, you can see it is... It's like a ghost town. It's like it's been abandoned. There are chairs and luggage, and you can see, um, you know, clothing that are just like abandoned on the floor. You can see what appears to be some, uh, um, you know, like footprints and scuff marks. It appears like there was a, a people fleeing the, the building itself. And uh, as you make your way down, raise. It's on the first floor. It's at the very back of the building. You open up the door to um, uh, the Iron Fin, and as you open it up. You are, again, taken aback, the entire tavern. And again, it looks very familiar to the kind of tavern that you guys saw in the Stew and Pearl, but it is wrecked. It is absolutely wrecked. The, the chairs are knocked over. The, um, uh, the sofas that were on the back there are ripped to shreds. And raised, there is an individual that is sitting there with a large short sword buried into his chest. Uh, this is one of the people that you know Again, uh, it's one of the fifth form. Somebody you maybe didn't have a lot of interaction with, but you knew of him. He was one of the uh, um, tavern guards, one of the tavern agents, so to speak, here. And he is laying there on the ground, blood coming out. And, Ray, as you go back to check the secret areas where the storehouses were, and you bang on the, the doors to open them up here, as they open up, you see the end of the episode. Every time. Why is Every it behind a door happening. for you? Ray. Sorry for your loss, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> we have to stop letting Ray's open doors. Right. Yes. Uh, real quick, though, the sword that is embedded in the man, does it have any distinguishing features, or is it just like Walmart brand short sword? No, it is a Winter's Guard short sword. Perfect. Yes. Wow. I'm, I'm going to take it. Yeah. Okay. Perfect that All that right. dude's dead, man. <laughs> He's it like, says it. Crimson Minotaur brand. <laughs> yes, it does. He was not because he died. <laughs> Wintermere Minotaur. All right. Well, thank you guys for playing another fun game. We will pick this up next week, and we will continue and find out what the heck's happening inside the quarantine zone. Awesome. Yeah. In the meantime, we wrap it up, and we can say bye. Bye-bye. Later. The preceding podcast was brought to you by One Joe Young. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Randy, no meow joke.
But I thought my joke would be hysterical. There we go. Oh, dang All it. Right. 